Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello, everybody. It's your main bitch, Kim. Open the house. That was so dumb. But welcome to another episode of Bravo East Coast Housewives. Yins, guys, this past week, I don't even want to say week. Realistically, let's just be uh, upfront and quite frank here. Sunday, Bravo Life, holy shit. I can't get over it. I can't get over it. Holy fucking feds. Holy Jen Shaw. Holy Meredith Marks. I'm shooketh, as Stassi Schroeder would say back when she was still a castmate in Vanderpump Rules. Oh, my God. Yeah, there's Potomac, too. Now, we will get into that. Now, I have a lot of thoughts here. So before we get into the main events here, because I'm not going to lie, I'm going to fucking talk about Salt Lake City because I really just need to let it out. I have so many emotions. My heart is like pitter-pattering. It's crazy as fuck. But let's do what the Bravo. Some stuff here, some sad stuff. Um, first off, this made me so sad when I saw it on Instagram. Our love, Lois, Lois, Lisa Rinna's mother has passed away. Oh my God, my heart sank whenever I saw that. Lisa posted something on her Instagram and she was saying that heaven has a new angel with, I think, a video of her. You know what? Lois was amazing. I wish I knew her personally, but I felt like I did. I mean, she was kick-ass. She would always do those dance videos like Lisa, and she just, I feel like she just had a positive outlook on life, and she just seemed like a happy person. It is such a huge loss, definitely in her family, but also to the Bravo world as well. Condolences to the Rinna family and the Hamlin family. Uh, We all love you. And Lois, my dear, we fucking love you. So that is a big thing that I wanted to announce first because Lois is very special to all of our hearts, for sure. Moving on with uh, Beverly Hills as well. Lisa Vanderpump, she has become a grandmom, a grandmom. Pandora gave birth to her little baby boy, Theodore. So there was a picture of her, I think, on her Instagram or her Pandora's Instagram. So she is a grandmom. I wonder if she's going to be called grandma, grandmom, or is she going to be called LVP? I don't know, but I am kind of curious on how the child will call her. I guess we'll have to wait and see because, what, he's only a couple days old. So there's that. <laughs> oh, next one. Ooh, these big ones. Rony baby. Ruh-huh-ho-nee. First of all, if you guys haven't checked your YouTube at all or Countess Luann's Instagram or Twitter or whatever, Luann has finally released What Do I Want for Christmas? It's you. It's you. So What Do I Want for Christmas? That is out. I've seen the video on YouTube. I wonder how much money they actually spent on it because... The production of the thing is just, I don't know, man. Sometimes I wonder these people that are helping her, like, write the music and do all this shit. 
are they in on the joke in a way? Like, they have to know. Like, they're only using her for her status of the show, right? I mean, do they really think she's as talented as, like, what Luann thinks in her head? It's confusing to me. But I did hear the song. Uh, and listen, I love me some fucking Luann with her cabaret. Uh, Viva la diva, village of honey. <laughs> uh, I'm all down for it. But this song was terrible. And it makes me want to drive back. Drive back to Candace's house and just chill with her. And we all know that I'm not a huge fan of Candace's. So there's that. Now, the biggest news in Roni news, okay? Saw this on an article, uh, what was it, reality? Of course, it's reality blurb, of course. What the fuck, Kim? So, apparently, Roni is not returning on the air until 2023. What the fuck? Yes, silence for a reason, okay? Silence is golden, so I've been told. Why the fuck aren't they doing it in 2022? Apparently, Andy confirms he was on um he was on the Wendy Williams show, Michael Rapaport, who is I freaking love him. I love the fact that he is such a hardcore Bravo fan. I want to go on his motherfucking podcast just to talk about the housewives, just to talk about Bravo. Him and I have a lot in common as far as Bravo is concerned, and I need to talk this shit out. So, Michael Rapaport, if you're hearing this, uh Call me, honey. Call me. He was on Wendy Williams' show. Michael Rapaport was guest host. And uh, he says that, yes, they are on a pause. This is Roni. Whilst, whilst Ramona and Luann, okay, they are saying that they want a cast shakeup. Now, what the fuck does that mean? Are they trying to say that they want to get Leah and Ebony off the show? Because I'm pretty sure they're not saying that about Sonia. That's just my own opinion. But also... I read that this season, I believe, was the lowest in ratings for New York, which is sad. I really didn't think it was like as terrible as people thought it was. I mean, yes, people would say it was uncomfortable, but like, what the fuck, man? Uncomfortable? You need that in your life, okay? You just got to deal with it. You got to, I don't know. It's just, it's odd to me that... People thought it was so terrible. I mean, life is uncomfortable. Get the fuck over it. If we've all seen, uh, what the fuck show was it? Ah, Boy Meets World, okay? Corey and Topanga. We've all seen that show before. If not, I'd YouTube it. Someone said, I think it was either Corey's mom or dad or... No, it was Eric. Eric, which is Corey's older brother. And someone said to him, life is hard wear a helmet, and then I guess they bumped his head, right, just to be like, come on, dude, get the fuck over it, life is hard. So that's all that I'm saying. For the people that were, like, uncomfortable with this season, like, come on, life is hard, wear a helmet, like, you just gotta go. Now, we're gonna have a whole year off with Roni. We obviously know that we did not have a reunion. I'm still a little salty about that personally, and if I was Ebony, I would be really fucking salty, definitely, for sure, because... What the fuck? You know, they didn't give her any type of any type of chance to like talk about the season and just be like, why the fuck would you say this, et cetera, et cetera. So that was messed up to me. But the reason why, and this is not coming from Andy, this is not coming from uh, Ramona or Luann or Sonia even, 
This is coming from my flappy fucking lips, okay? I feel like the reason why they're cutting Real Housewives of New York for all of next year is because they want us, the viewers, the fans, they want us to simmer down, to be distracted by other housewife shows. We got OC coming up pretty soon. We got Dubai coming. Who knows when the fuck that's coming, but it's coming. We have the Ultimate Girls Trip that's premiering, what, in two, a couple days from now. So we have all this shit coming out. Within the next year, there's going to be more shit. Obviously, Potomac's going to be recording again. Same thing with Jersey. That will give Bravo enough time to allow us fans to, one, forget or have it in the back burner of our mind, Roni, but I also think we will forget, maybe not forget, but we won't be as hung up with the shit that Ramona did this past season. Now, why do I think that? Well, I think that because out of sight, out of mind, right? So if we don't see these bitches for a year... We're not really going to think of it. And then whenever we have some crazy ass shit, Jen Shaw, the Fed showing up to your house with fucking guns and shit. Yeah, we're going to be talking about that. We're not going to be talking about Ramona being a dumbass, right? So I don't, I really don't think, and I've said this before, I really don't think that they want to get rid of Ramona. I just don't see it happening. I don't see them ever firing her. She adds so much to that show as an OG castmate. She really does, whether people want to admit it or not. I don't think they want to fire her because I I think they actually love her. That's just my own opinion. So they want to give this whole thing a year off so we can kind of compose ourselves and have a reset and, uh, you know, that's just my own opinion. Could I, could I be fucking wrong? Absolutely. Do I think that I am? I feel like I'm fucking Meredith Marks right now. You know what I mean? I have an inkling, but I'm not sure. But when I'm validated like she was with the Jen thing, then I'm going to say, see, I'm not crazy. <laughs> Holy shit. Her laugh was so evil, but it was great. So that's what I think with Roni. They're not returning for a year because they want us to simmer down with Ramona and that we won't hate her that much when we see her again. Now, Real Housewives of uh, the Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip, like I said, premiering on the 18th. Woohoo! I'll, I'll tune into that. It'll be fun. Uh, I'd love to see the Kenya and Ramona thing. I think that's going to be fucking great. Looking forward. I want to know who Teresa's talking about, who's not being a girl's girl. It's probably Ramona. Last thing, Portia's got her own show coming out. Portia's Family Matters. It's coming sometime uh, this month to the network. And uh, yeah, it'll just be about her family ties and all this shit. And it should be good. Now, I'm going to briefly talk about Potomac. And I know that's sad that I'm saying briefly, but I can't tell unions, guys, how affected I am by that Salt Lake City episode. I mean, my heart is still beating. I'm shooketh. Uh, It's just the most unbelievable, like, honestly, great TV, great TV. Salt Lake City is really giving all the housewife shows. Yes, even Beverly Hills, Erica Jane, sorry, honey, giving them all a whole hell of a like, you know what I'm saying? Like it is that good right now that they are delivering Salt Lake City. Thank you. Fucking thank you. But let's talk about Potomac. (laughs) So we're in the, what is it? The part two of Potomac. So we're leaving off. We start with Candace and Mia bickering uh, about the whole mom comment, like your mom is low budget, all this kind of shit right? 
And then, I don't know, for some odd reason, production really liked to just show Candace saying, fuck you, fuck me, fuck me. I didn't think that was really necessary, but I guess it was a little laugh. A bull. <laughs> it's interesting because anytime Mia wants to defend herself, Candace just keeps yapping her mouth like a fucking chihuahua for crying out loud. It's just like, bah, 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 bah. like Candace, shut the fuck up. You know, you don't always have to talk. We all know that you like to hear yourself talk. We all know that. And clearly, I like to hear my fucking self talk because I do a podcast. But what the fuck? <laughs> Candace, maybe you and I would be really good friends. I don't know. <laughs> Karen then kind of addresses Candace to just be like, yo, do you not think that your words have consequences? Because like you're kind of abusive with your mouth. And it's interesting because Candace was like getting sisterly advice from not only Karen, but Giselle too, right? The two, the two veterans of the show trying to help her out. But Candace is like, Thank you, sisters. I hear you, but I'm okay. And she says, because even Robin chimes in and says something like, do you not think that this affects people? Like, you come in a lot lower than what someone would consider low. So she's like, this is Candace. She says something like, she can't help that she says her words in such a better way versus other people, and she can hold her words better than most people. Oh my God, calm down like eight million notches, Candace. Like, what? Who are who are you, girl? Who are you? Because before the show, I didn't know who the fuck you were. I'm just saying, like, calm down. Be a little bit more grounded. Tell your mom to, and yes, I refer to your mother. Come after me, but really don't come after me. I'm just saying that you are very much like your mother. And from what I've seen on the show, a lot of her attributes aren't really that positive to me. So take it with a grain of salt. Andy then addresses Candace on how she used to be a disaster on Twitter. But now it has since changed and now Mia is the disaster on Twitter. It is interesting to hear that Mia said that she had a social media manager. I mean, does that shit really exist? I mean, I'm not a fucking famous person. But I do have to say, why the fuck would you have someone manage your social media account as you because you don't have the time? I'm sorry, that's a bunch of bullshit, okay? If you're on the toilet for 15 minutes, I'm sure you got your phone. I'm sure you're scrolling through it. You're not giving your phone to your social media manager to do shit. While you're shitting, you're doing shit. You know what I mean? Like, I just don't buy the whole social media manager. And if there is a position out there, call me up. I'll be your social media manager so then I can actually understand what the fuck it is that they do. So I found that a little bonkers to me, but they talked about it a lot within this uh, part two. So I don't know. It, it was social media manager. I just, I don't get it. I don't get it. I did appreciate during uh, what it was a commercial break or a break for the girls when they were breaking for lunch. Wendy went to go to Candace's break room or whatever, her dressing room. I'm sorry. Um, and she was asking, do you ever think that what you say to people might be a little bit over the top compared to what it really could be. And then Candace basically was like, yeah, I know I'm a bitch. Okay, well, honey, the first step is to recognizing you are, you're, you're close. You're getting closer and I'm excited for your uh, progress. So congratulations to you. 
They also spoke about this episode was nice because we got to see Andy kind of bring Karen and Giselle in. They got a good old bear hug in, you know what I mean? Tapping on the ass, uh, Giselle tapping Karen's ass. It was a nice moment. And it was really cool to actually see Giselle and Karen get along pretty much for the rest of the season after we all wanted Ray to live. We want him to live. So after that was all situated with everyone in the world and Karen and Giselle herself, they could chill out and be happy and marry for each other. So that was a nice little thing that they spoke about as well. And the other thing, let me see. Let me check on my notes here. Ashley and the baby and Michael and the postpartum thing and just talking about why the fuck does Michael want to be a movie producer? It's kind of far off. And then some people were saying like, is this his way to get into porn? That was actually from a fan. So yes, fan, whoever you are, that was fucking genius. I don't think I'd be shocked if that's what happens. I could see him do that. Would I love it? Uh, no, but yeah, for him, because I feel like he would do well, surprisingly. So we'll have to see. And then they were talking about how Candace is like doing the postpartum uh, body shaming type of thing. And then Candace is like, oh, well, I do it better than other people because everyone else body shames, blah, 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 blah. Ashley, you talk about my forehead. You talk about my hair, blah, blah, blah. So got exhausting after a while because you kept on hearing the same thing. It was like a fucking broken record one after the other after the other. But I did also like to hear this is also more progress for you, Candace. So congrats. Candace does admit that Ashley, she does feel like she is a fun girl. So that's good. We're getting closer. Ashley and Candace could become best friends next season. It could be the main storyline. We will have to see. But I am here for it. And then lastly, during this whole episode, like I said, it's pretty brief. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Oh, the Eddie rumors with Wendy. I mean, Wendy was really coming out to kill. She's almost kind of reminding me of Monique with her. Not yet. We'll see that in part three because you see that big ass like poster board of a text that Robin sent her where Robin was like, did you really pay for that shit? She reminds me a little bit of Monique with her receipts. So but that's good. No shade on that. I think that's great. But she is kind of coming in. She's really she's really defending herself hard. And I do have to say, I don't think she needs to do that. I'm trying to figure out why her reactions are so immaculate. Whereas last year, she was doing more of the professor character. Okay, that's fine. But I don't really know. I don't know who this Wendy is. But I also feel like I just don't know who Wendy is at all. I mean, is she the professor? Is she this character that we saw? Is she both characters? That's cool. I just would have liked to have seen everything at once and not just like one side. I don't know. That's just my own opinion from a viewer's perspective. But I really don't think that she needed to be so, I don't want to say attacking because it wasn't like that. She was just being very immaculate and very big with her reactions toward what Giselle was saying and what Robin was saying. And I don't, I just don't know why Wendy was so immaculate with her defense on Eddie rumors and just happy and Ness. I just didn't really understand it. 
So now with that, that was pretty much part two. Part three, we're going to see Nicki Minaj come out. She's all excited. She kind of kicks Andy out of the seat. I don't fucking love that. And I really hope that he doesn't go off the air whenever she's there. I hope he sits by her because I can't have my fucking bravo God out of the picture. That's just not how I play. But now we're going to get to Salt fucking Lake City. So many emotions, so many emotions. Oh my God, Sharif, internal bleeding. I can't. Here we go. So I can't believe they're sitting on that bus because they're going to Vail, Colorado to meet up Meredith uh, with the house that she rented or whatever. I can't believe Jen is on that bus, right? She leaves because she gets a phone call that Sharif has internal bleeding. The way that she fucking took the news and how stoic she was is the most unrealistic thing. Everyone knows that she was tipped off by someone. Everyone is trying to put their two cents in the freaking social media world. Even Michael Rapaport and Heather Gay on Watch What Happens Live the other day, they feel that Sharif tipped her off. They feel like Sharif tipped her off so she could break away and flee from the scene of the beauty lab and laser parking lot. Oh, do I think that? Gosh almighty. I hope not. I hope Sharif did not tip her off because if he in fact did, that means he knew something. That means he could potentially be an Erica Jane because potentially she could possibly know something, but we are still trying to figure that out. This is like so, oh my God, this is like the greatest television literally since like fucking Jersey Shore. I'm <laughs> just kidding. But like it's amazing television and I am so in it. I want my fucking Ben and Jerry's ice cream. I want my fucking popcorn all the time. Okay, so she leaves. The girls still have to go to fucking Vail, Colorado. But then you have the fucking Homeland Security come. They're looking for Jen. The NYPD show up in Colorado. Like, or were they in Colorado? They were still in Utah. Okay, Kim, calm down. Different state. Hello. But with this whole news happening, I feel like out of all the girls on that bus, Jenny, Whitney, Heather, Lisa, was there anyone else? Yeah, I think so. Just four girls, right? Just the four. There's only one person that I feel like really reacted in real time, and you could tell that that shit was real. Heather Gay. She seemed like she was the real, realest of them all. Maybe Jenny, too, because she didn't really know Jen, so she was kind of just like, what the fuck's going on? Okay, here's her snacks. I want to eat Jen's snacks because she's gone. Who's going to eat the snacks? I want the snack. Milano's. What the fuck? Forget the Milano's. There's a Cheetos bag on the fucking seat. Cheetos all the way, honey. What? What's dangerously cheesy? <laughs> okay, so so then it's weird because Lisa Barlow gets really upset after she hears what's going on and she sees the Homeland Security and the cops and all this shit and they leave. All of a sudden she gets really upset, but why the fuck, Lisa Barlow? Why are you calling six Not one, not two, six lawyers. One, why do you have six lawyers, okay? That makes, I'm scared for your first two lawyers because 
you you shouldn't have six lawyers. That clearly means that you don't trust any of them and you need to find like eight million other people. It's weird. It's weird. I don't get it. Jenny was like, listen, I think we should just mind our business. It's uh, we're not a part of it. Yes, bitch, I'm with you. But guess what? Lisa was too because Heather wanted to be like, hey, should we reach out to Jen? And then Lisa's like, uh, I don't think that's a good idea. So yeah, we don't want to be like involved in it because like what if she really did do something wrong? But like she's my friend. Oh, Lisa Barlow. But this is the biggest move over. We have a new ice queen to the housewives franchise all over honey meredith fucking marks bye bye erica jane bye bye because meredith oh my god just thinking about it gives me chills this woman had no remorse no empathy i don't know if remorse is the actual word that i need but empathy she just was so unfazed with this whole situation. Erica, take your curtain call bow now, honey, because Meredith is here and she ain't going nowhere. Oh, then you have Harriet the Spy, Nancy Drew Pants, Lisa Barlow here trying to figure out all this shit with all her six lawyers and her husband on the damn phone. And then Whitney is pulling out well, I think that someone probably would have told her, and that's why she left. Why would those feds and everyone know where she was? Someone must have ratted her out. <sighs> man, oh man. And honestly, after she said that, Lisa says in her phone that Meredith knows something. I think she was talking to her husband. Lisa, what the fuck do you know? You have to know something. Why would you whisper in your phone, Meredith knows something? makes no sense. I feel like you know something. Clearly, Meredith has to know something because I will not get over if we recall, oh, the trailer for this Sunday is Meredith saying that she hired a private fucking investigator. She hired someone. Now, with the way that the production is making it, it makes me feel like they hired someone to watch over Jen. That's just my own opinion. But could production twist it in a way to make us like, the fuck you? Hey, you're wrong? Yes, they could. And that's why they're geniuses. But for right now, I feel like Meredith is admitting that she hired a private investigator on Jen Shaw. Oh, my God. Insert evil laugh. (laughs) Oh, my God. This is so freaking good. I love it. We find out, or the ladies find out on their phones in real time about all these fucking articles that we read over the summer. She's getting charged with money laundering and fraud with the online marketing uh, scam. And everyone's trying to figure out, I mean, shit, I'm still trying to figure it all out. But Whitney, honey, she knows her stuff, apparently. She knew about the salaries that people make with that type of job. And she was always like, oh, I was really curious that the way that she lived her life with all, you know, with the means, where'd she get the means and da, 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 da. So she was talking about the legal lead generation with the online marketing stuff. Sounds pretty complicated, but I guess I could sit down and learn about it. But like, I just, I'm still digesting. It is still funny that all the ladies are literally trying to discuss and figure out piece the puzzle of Jen Shaw while they're eating all of her snacks. I wonder if she had gummy bears. So when they keep getting these 
notifications on their phones. For some odd reason, whenever like the big news pops out about her getting arrested, some of the girls start crying. Heather's one of them. Lisa has her fucking sunglasses on the top of her head and then she starts crying, but then she puts her sunglasses down. Bitch, I'm sorry. Uh, Common sense would say when you start crying, you take your sunglasses off so you can wipe your eyes. This bitch put them down. Does she know something? Does she know something? Because I have to say, her crying didn't last that long. Because when she moved over to Whitney to have her hug her, there were no tears, honey. There were no tears. So I found that as what she would say, sus. I found that suspect. It was weird. Not only that, though, we're learning that fucking Whitney had some sort of sugar daddy back in the day. And then we're trying to figure out, at least Whitney's trying to figure out, did Jen have a sugar daddy? Was she meeting up with Like, I, I, wh- where is this all coming from? Where is it coming from? It is crazy. Whitney knows so much about the whole freaking business and the behavior and all this shit with the elderly people. Like, where? how does she know this? How does she know it? Heather claims it's because she's very smart with her business. That could be truth. That's cool. But like, why doesn't anyone else know it? Meredith has her own business. She never said that whenever they met up in Vail, Colorado in the house. Heather has a business. Why the fuck doesn't she know? It's confusing to me. But what is scary as hell, the Homeland fucking security going to the Shaw residence, those poor boys, her son and her nephew, have to come out of the house with that big fucking gun that they show on the television. Like, how fucking scary is that? That is so Oh my God, I didn't even, I I didn't know what to do. I was freaking out. I felt so awful for them. Could you imagine 15 some years old, like, it was terrible. It was hard to watch. It was definitely hard to watch. Damn. Yeah. Damn. Eventually, the girls are still driving. Apparently it was a long ride. And they call Meredith and they're letting her know about all of this shit that they found out about Jen. And honestly, Meredith doesn't look like she gives a fuck. She, like, doesn't care. But I found it very interesting. In her confessional, she was talking about, is it shocking that someone in my social circle has the feds show up at their house? Yes. And then she, like, snickers after that. She's like... (laughs) Why? Why does she laugh after that? There are so many, there's so many questions that I want to ask Meredith. And like, I'm still going back to the Watch What Happens Live whenever Andy says, did you call the feds on Jen? And she says, like I said, Andy, you don't mess with my family. And then you get the, (gasps) in the crowd. Oh my God. There's so many unanswered questions, but I feel like they're answered. I'm dying. This is crazy. But then when she's on the phone with a lady still talking about the house, she's like, even though shit's going crazy out there, at least you ladies have a fun, nice place to be at the house. (laughs) She don't care. That bitch called. She called. She did. I feel like maybe this whole thing happened. Maybe this whole thing happened because of Meredith. That is not fact. It's not Bible. I'm not Khloe Kardashian-ing it at all. But maybe... That could be a possibility, but it's not a thousand percent true. Oh, I just want to know. But okay, hilarious moment, hilarious moment when the ladies are trying to talk about money laundering and how you do it and all this shit. Heather Gay, honey. Thank you, Heather. (laughs) She says, she's like, are you kidding me? You can learn how to do this stuff by watching Ozark. (laughs) 
I got the wrong shows that I'm watching. I can't let my eyeballs off the fucking Bravo Network. I got to go watch Ozark if I want to learn how to do the money laundering. Shit. Oh, my God. Maybe Ozark's a pretty good show. Apparently, Heather thinks so. I just thought that was a funny, classic moment in the episode. And then they were talking about the best places, businesses to do the money laundering because they're like, well, where would they do the money laundering? Like, I could understand, like, scamming online, but, like, where do you do the laundering with the money? Strip clubs. That's what they said, strip clubs, because cash or something. And then Whitney also said, like, startups because you put in a certain amount of money and then something with taxes. I don't know. When it got to that, I kind of stopped listening because like all that shit annoys me in the first place. But I do pay my taxes. Okay, thank you very much. Now, Meredith, for some odd reason, we get to her. She's in the fucking bubble bathtub for a long, long ass time. Poor Mary Cosby. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Mary Cosby comes in. Okay, holy shit. She comes in. She sees naked Meredith in the fucking bathtub. And she's like, you know what? Um, we need to have some etiquette here or is she say etiquette or something? Whatever. But it was funny. It was Mary Cosby-esque and I loved it. And that was just such an interesting scene. Like, do I have to have my close, my closest girlfriends come over to my place and have myself in a bubble bath? Like, well, that is that what I'm supposed to do? Is that what girlfriends do? I'm confused. Okay. So when Meredith is talking more about the detailed uh, stuff with Jen, Mary's in shock which everyone was, except for Meredith. And I did enjoy the fact that Mary says, the FBI does not get involved unless there are facts. Dot, dot, dot. Then Meredith says, unless an insider gave them the information. Man, if that's not a hint, I don't know what it is. I feel, I don't know, man. I feel like Meredith did it. I feel that. I feel it in my heart. But like, oh, that's a cold-hearted bitch thing to do. She is so reminding me, even when she was in the tub before they went to break, you looked at Meredith's face. I swear to you, I saw fucking Ursula from The Little Mermaid. The face of Ursula when she was laughing because she knew that she was doing evil and she loved it. Oh my God, I saw it in Meredith. It killed me. And I was just like, oh my God, this is everything. And I'm so uncomfortable, but I'm watching you. Oh my God. So whenever the girls get to the house after that five hour whatever drive, Meredith is the one when they're at the table after she gets off out of her fucking eight, nine million hour bathtub experience. They're sitting at the table and she says, well, what do you guys all think? Basically about the Jen situation. And then Heather's like, oh, this is the stuff that I wanted to hear first thing. I love you, Heather. You are love. She's one of my faves along with Meredith, even though I'm scared of Meredith. I'd never, ever, ever want to fucks with Meredith Marks ever in my life. And I don't think anyone else should either because I feel like she will silently go after you and you will open up your eyes and you'll be like, what the fuck happened? And then you'll just see her with the Ursula face and she'll be laughing at you. I am scared of Meredith Marks. Oh my God. It's so freaky. It also is crazy that Meredith literally has no shock. Uh, There's no shock value in her face. There is no empathy, like I said before. And she's like not fucking surprised. She's like, well, I told you I have this this suspicion and no one ever wanted to believe me. But you know what? This whole thing, 
I like I said, I'm not surprised. And it just makes me feel like I'm not crazy. <laughs> and then she laughed. And then you're like, holy fuck, bitch. You know something. Tell us. Go into your confessional. Go on your social media. Please tell us everything. Oh, my God. What was also weird? Whitney, for some odd reason, talking to the girls at the table, said that she knew that someone pinged Jen's phone. And apparently, they found that ping on her iPhone, and then she got arrested on the side of the road. Jen was not turning herself in. Where was that source, Whitney? Who, who, who was the source that gave you that information? It wasn't on the fucking blogs and all that shit. You had to have gotten it from somewhere. So I feel like, in my opinion, Meredith definitely knows something. Lisa, I think, knows something, and she's keeping that shit to herself, and she wants probably Meredith to reveal everything, because I think maybe Lisa knows everything, too, or at least mostly everything. And then you got Whitney, and Whitney, I feel like she knows a little bit of something, too. Not the way that Meredith and Lisa would, because Whitney's not that close with Jen, but I feel like she's trying, because she wants to know shit. She's like, she's doing the dirty work. She wants to know. (sighs) And Jenny's just like, give me Jen's fucking snacks. I want a Milano for crying out loud. (laughs) Ah, what I found was amazingly crazy is when Meredith was spilling the information whenever Jen went to her store when the store was closed and then the manager opened up Meredith's store for Jen to shop there and she spent a couple hundred dollars. Manager was like, yeah, that's not the issue, Meredith. Fucking someone stole the green clutch, the snake clutch bag that was on the table or whatever, someone took it. So what happened? Meredith texted Jen and says, hey, did you, you know, did you borrow it? And then all of a sudden, oh yeah, we'll return it tomorrow. She didn't, I don't think she said, maybe she did say it, I'm not really sure, but the person that stole the purse was the one that returned it. However, Meredith says on her confessional, she did not like the fact that Jen still employed this person that stole from Meredith's store. She says that is not a friend. And you know what, Meredith? I am on your side. I'm going to be on your side for anything at this point because I don't want you to fucks with me. I'm not going to fucks with you. You don't fucks with me. We'll have a loving relationship. Okay, boo. So, yeah, that is wrong, though. Jen should have fired the guy. So that's also sus, as Lisa would say. But the weirdest thing at the end of this episode, Heather speaks about an Uber trip. Apparently, Jen was at Heather's house or something. Jen had to leave. Heather got an Uber for her. But Jen did not complete the full fucking ride. She got out a couple, I don't know, I don't know if it was a mile or whatever, but she did not finish the trip to her house. She got out somewhere else. But then... Lisa Barlow, she says, well, what time was that? Oh, it was like 11.30 at night. Lisa, why are you asking this? Why are you asking the time? Why? What day was it? Why do you need to know these specifics? What do you know, girl? What do you know? And then the whole sugar daddy comes up or who she was meeting. Was she meeting someone? What do you know, bitch? We want to know. Spit it out. Spit it out. Oh my God, this was like, honestly, this episode to me is up there. It's up there with the whole Drag Me Monique season. I tell you, it really was. Holy shit. This was like, 
how did we become so lucky, Yin's guys, to get all of this in an hour show? I mean, you can't write this shit. I mean, you can, but like, no, you can't. You can't fucking write this. This was like, give them a fucking Emmy, please. Like this episode. Oh my God. So I do have a quote of the week because, I mean, this was just phenomenal. It is not from my Potomac ladies. I really fucking hope that the next two are great with the reunion. I Like I said, I've been kind of disappointed with Potomac this whole season. But I really think it's just because we had such a high with the Monique season. And, you know, you can't stay on top forever. So, but I am appreciating and I still love my Potomac girls. They are up there as my number one, along with Roni, because I fucking love Roni too. So Roni and Potomac are the apples of my eye. But the quote of the week is from Lisa Barlow. This was just genius. And it was almost kind of, it reminded me of the Chanel thing. If I give you a Chanel necklace and you choke on it, that's not my fault. Something, I think she said something like that. This is great. I'm going to try to say it as her. She says, quote, Being red flagged at Louis Vuitton would be far worse than the feds knocking on my door. Ooh. Mm. Louis Vuitton, honey. Ooh, 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 ooh. Being red flagged, honey, you don't want to be red flagged on Louis Vuitton. Show up, feds. Show up, feds, to my house. Not me, Kim. Not me. Go to Lisa's house. I would never be red flagged for fucking Louis Vuitton because I can't afford that shit anyways. So, yes, being red flagged at Louis Vuitton would be far worse than the feds knocking on my door. Quote of the week, honeys, Lisa Barlow, thank you. You are the gift that keeps on giving with those crazy ass quotes, and I am here for it. Chanel, maybe the next one's going to be about Gucci because we got Chanel with the necklace. We got Louis Vuitton with the red flag. Let's spit out some Gucci, Lisa Barlow. I'm waiting for you. I can't wait for next week. Private investigator, Meredith. Ooh. In the meantime, I'm I'm still like digesting. I have so many emotions still. Like this is insane. I'm going to be thinking about this literally until the next episode. But, Yins guys, make sure you follow me on the Instagram at Bravo Yinza, Yinza spelled Y-I-N-Z-E-R, and follow us at Believe Podcasts and at Believe Pop Culture. That's Believe, B-L-E-A-V, and make sure you rate it, review, like write a little comment, like Kim's fucking awesome. I fucking love her. I fucking hate. Don't say I hate you. That's terrible and that's mean. And it's tis the season to be jolly. Fa la 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 la. Give, give, give thanks and all that kind of stuff. So like say nice things. I would appreciate it. Five stars, honeys. Five stars. Tell your peeps. Tell your friends. Tell your enemies. Don't tell the feds. No, tell the feds. I don't give Oh my God, I can't get over this episode. In the meantime, enjoy Ultimate Girls Trip if you have Peacock. If you don't have Peacock, you should get Peacock. Uh, Let me see here. Enjoy Winter House. Ugh, Austin, you piss me off. You're fucking playing Sierra. I don't like you, Austin. You're annoying me. Andrea, you're kind of an asshole too. I don't like you either. And I don't think you're as hot as the rest of the world does. So that's just my own opinion. 
need to like have a drink, which is what I'm going to do now. So guys, I'll catch you next week and fucking buckle your seatbelt because we are going on a ride, honey, with Salt Lake and hopefully Potomac too. Catch you then. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.